Welcome to the Better Call Connie podcast. I'm your host and psychic from the block, serving you hot cheese myth and the bitch slap you've been waiting on. Here you're going to laugh, learn, transform, and get your life together. All right, so here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm recording this on a Monday, and I felt so strongly to write about this, talk about this today. And it's really around people who spend a lot of time living their life with the fact that certain traumatic events that had happened to them and acting as if they're in a life sentence. And today is brought to you by my own personal experience with that. As I was telling you before, I am actively sharing with you guys a lot of the things that I had to go through in order for me to explain to you how to get out of situations that are not favorable and get back in the game and persist and move forward now. Because the name of the game isn't to not take any risks. Unfortunately, sometimes things can affect us so badly that you freeze. You freeze into a situation where you think that this is it. This is the only way. It's the only avenue, the only pathway to where you want to go. And this is coming from somebody who's had so many blowbacks and just where the universe said, sit the fuck down. This is not the way. Or it seemingly felt like people were, and, and, and to a degree, this is true. People were undermining me to make sure that I didn't win or that I didn't get a seat at the table. And most of my life, I have done so many things to prove that I belong and that I deserve a seat at the table. And so I don't know who needs to hear this, but if it's you, this might hurt and this might ruffle some feathers. This might make you see something you haven't seen in a long time. Either way, my intention is always clear that I'm here to support you and help you on your way. So where do I start? A lot of you don't know me like if you don't follow me on Facebook, which is where I write most of my content, or Instagram, which is my secondary. But um, I've written a lot about my life and where my, my come from is and how I maintain to live my life that I live today. Now, I understand that everybody wants to live my specific life, but there is a life that you want to create, and there is something that is stopping you from getting what you want. And so I'm here to tell you that I have spent a majority of my life as a spectator and enjoying the company of other people, who have made it, quote unquote, in the world. And I grew up in areas where, you know, there was a lot of affluent people. I had an opportunity to sit with, at the table with many people from different walks of life who had done great things in their life. And I never knew their stories. And I always was curious to know how they got to where they are. 
And so I'm going to share a little bit about my story and tell you where I'm coming from. So a lot of you know, I have dealt with the just incredible amounts of depression stemming from my mom passing away when I was 20. And before that, she was mentally incapable of parenting me. And I had to literally become my mom's mom at the age of 16 because of the accident that she had at work. Well, it started at work and ended at her school where they found my mother unconscious and actually clinically dead. When they revived her, she had already lost more than five minutes of oxygen to the brain. And it resulted in her having to be put into a coma. And when she came back, she had lost maybe about five years of her memories. That was very intense to deal with. And with me sharing that with you is because I basically lost my mother at the age of 16 and my father, who was not available, he was completely emotionally unavailable and distant and abusive. And I had to kind of navigate this world alone. And by the time I was 17, I had left the home and I had no way to support myself. I had no way to get around town. I had to walk everywhere. I, I didn't even know how to open a checking account. Like there was just so many obstacles that were in my way. <laughs> I was very clueless as to how life really worked in the real world. And I share this with you because I know that there's plenty of you out there who have dealt with something like this where something like this could really scare you. Especially when you are around people who their parents are asking them for their college applications and, you know, getting into an Ivy League school. And are we going to take you somewhere prestigious? Uh, your, you know, your parents are taking you to club soccer and you have um, gymnastics on the weekends and you have to fly to water polo and you have all this stuff going on in your life. You have this big fucking life and you see that there's people around you supporting you and giving you your best shot in life and you're spending your time around people who get to live these amazing lives and I remember thinking to myself that was not the case for me I was living at home with an additional I had four foster brothers and sisters my father checked out an alcoholic and I had a mother who could barely function and a separation and divorce while I was the oldest child trying to manage not only my own feelings, but the feelings of my parents and the feelings of my siblings. And it felt so heavy. And I was trying every single day of my life to go above water. And what I realized is that because there was so much going on in my family, I did not have time to ask for what it is that I needed, 
even though I wanted to be in dance competition or, you know, choir competition or whatever the fuck it was, whatever event I had back then. Hey, y'all, just wanted to pop in really quick to say thank you for being part of the show. And I wanted to remind you that you can book your reading now in the show notes. Find a date and time that works for you and viola. All set. I can't wait to do a reading with you. Okay, that's all for now. Back to the show. And so what ends up happening is you just become a little adult. You start adulting at a very young age and taking on responsibility that has nothing to do with you. And you become a little bit bitter and resentful. And there's many of you out there who because of these situations, you try to find meaning by having kids early, by doing incredible, extraordinary things, becoming workaholics, <laughs> and trying to be this super high level of success because you were not feeling like enough at home. And I just want to say that it's really not about the money. Money does help. Money solves a lot of problems, causes stress levels to drop. And I think that when I look back in hindsight, it was really the support or that, you know, there was a a care or a, a desire to look at who I was as an individual and view me as somebody who was important in their life and that there was no selflessness as a parent that I got from my parents. I feel like they were very, very emotionally consumed by their own lives. And it resulted in them not paying attention to whether I was going to college. I was asking my parents, what should I do? What should I do? Looking for a support, looking for help. And I went to college and was hoping that even counselors can help me kind of map out my life and figure out what I wanted to do. And honestly, I could not even figure out if there was room for me in my life because there was so much going on at any given second that I I thought to myself, how is there even time for me with all this shit going down? And so I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter, you know, this is not a story for you to feel bad or anything like that. This is to kind of grasp the beginnings of what it's like to use a story to hold you back from your, like, the life you want to live. So, essentially, I had to escape very high levels of abuse. It was so bad that, like... I wasn't sure if I was going to be living or not. That's the level that we're talking about here. I wasn't sure what anger level, what I do to anger somebody to get them to be absolutely angry with me. And I realized one thing is that I was not willing to conform to other people's rules. Not that I was there breaking rules or that I was a menace I really wasn't. I just really wanted to do what I wanted to do. And living a actual normal life as a teenager 
was absolutely out of the question when you have four brothers and sisters that are hungry, when you have parents that are checked out and you can't get it together. And so in a lot of ways, I had a lot of guilt for walking out because one, I couldn't take the level of physical, mental, and emotional abuse that was happening to me. And two, I felt the guilt of leaving my siblings behind with that abuse. And so I know that it sounds like crazy town, which it was, but there's a lot of people who have parents who their parents are all up in their business. And if they don't do exactly what they want them to do, they'll cut them off financially. And so everybody has to pick their battles, so to speak. And in my case, I felt like I just wanted to be important, significant in somebody's eyes. And I, I think that what happened was that I ended up feeling like I wasn't enough. And it kind of followed me throughout my life. I was scared to be disposable. I was scared to be not wanted. I was scared to be the laughing stock, making mistakes. I wanted to be perfect all the time. And there was so many moments where I just asked myself, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just feel normal? And the truth of the matter is, is that I wasn't. I had gone through some incredible shit. And then after that, with the loss of my mother, things went really downhill mentally for me. I didn't realize just how much, I mean, I always knew my mother was going to not be around very long. I, I predicted that at a very young age and I never told anybody this, I guess the cat's out of the bag now, but I knew that my mom wasn't going to live very long. And in many ways, as cryptic as this sounds, I thought she'd be better off not because she was in a very vegetated state almost, lost all her memory, could not drive her vehicle, and was completely handicapped. And it was so difficult to explain to somebody when you are an adult that you're no longer a teenager and them asking you questions over and over again about their divorce and what happened and where's their money and where's their checking account and why. As her memories would come up, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, and so there was parts of me that was angry and then having to go to court with my parents' divorce and then that turning into being filed into conservatorship and me having to go to court and fighting against my father with this whole thing, I was very much thrown off. And a lot of family issues, I put myself in a position where there was only me to do these things. I was very much involved in high-level adulthood at a very, very young age of 18. And so I always felt like I had to put one foot in the door, one foot out, because something might drop, something might not work out, and I'd have to recoil and go back. And 
today I'm compelled to share that story with you because that really scared me. You know, the death of a parent is never easy. But what was more scary was the level of non-risks, the wanting to be near family, the, the codependency and the need to rescue and pick up the pieces when shit would just go off the handle. I felt a level of responsibility and I know that a lot of you that are listening to this show have felt a level of responsibility overly for other people. And it's not doing you any favors and it's not bringing you any higher favor. A lot of people like to say, well, you're gonna get so many blessings by being a good person. You have so many blessings and I fucking bought that shit. I bought it, I thought it was like the end all be all, be a good person, be a good person and God's going to favor you. And at that time, I really did not feel favored because after losing my mother and my father to his situation with addiction to women, drugs, alcohol, and addiction to control, it was too much. And all I focused on was being steady and being stable and trying to find a way to manage myself as I was living life. But specifically, I had a lot of a hard time with money. And it was because I thought that I could only make that amount of money. I was stuck on only making what I thought was just above average. And I felt proud of myself for being able to sustain myself. But then I realized I want to take a vacation. I want to go somewhere. And a lot of us get stuck in the mindset, well, I don't want to rock anything. I don't want to make any risks because what if I lose? What if I mess up? What if I fuck up my finances and I can't recover? And I'm here to tell you that like, that is the biggest prison to live in. To not allow yourself to go after for, go after the things that you really want. And personally, I felt imprisoned by my stability lifestyle and I worked a nine to five pretty consistently for 10 years from the ages of 18 to 28. And I realized that I was like, this is not the life for me. I always knew that I wanted to do something big and significant, but it was out of ego and it was out of pain and it was out of being embarrassed of my start that I got derailed heavily from other people's bullshit and shenanigans. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're at a certain age and you want to start saying to yourself that you can't make things possible. Or maybe you've had a couple of situations where you have ultimately taken some risks, but you thought that it was too much or it was a strain on your relationship or even like if you have kids. Like, there's always going to be a reason why you cannot do what you want to do. And I'm here to tell you that that is the worst thing to do for yourself. And I think that it had a lot to do with the fact that anything new, and maybe you guys can relate to this, anything new that was introduced to my system automatically dysregulated me. And I just was like, I just want to have this control. 
I just want to live this life. I don't want to introduce anything more because I'm going to get overwhelmed. And if that's you, I'm talking to you. Know that in doing that, it takes away opportunity for something new in your life, be it like a new place to live or a new car to drive or new experience or a new vacation. And it's true what they say, new level, new devil. But that's what this is about because then we'll get stuck playing the same video game over and over again and we know how that ends. Or we can graduate to the next level and really get to experience what it's like. And I absolutely believe that if I allowed my circumstances to scare me straight into the life that I was, because I always knew I was going to live a great life. When I was in high school, my dream was to go to Juilliard in New York and to become a singer actress. No surprise, right? And I really didn't know anything else other than that. That was like my dream life. I didn't want anything else except for when I was in uh, eighth grade and I wanted to be an astronaut and realized that I really am horrible at math and the likelihood of that happening wasn't going to happen. But anyway, I digress. I'm just here to tell you that are you finding ways to make things happen in your life? Or are you finding ways to make sure you don't do the things? And with risk, I would say if you do calculated risks is a lot better than if you do impulsive risks. But doing no risks at all will guarantee that you will not have a life that you want. And from personal experiences, I can tell you that my life is exponentially better because even though I had so many things working against me, I was stubborn enough to not let anybody take my dream away. And my hope is that you get that message today. Where in your life are you holding back on something that you want? What's the one thing that you say you're going to do every time around this time of year? Or the vacation that you say you're going to do? Or that new project that you're going to set off on? Or maybe the podcast that you said you were going to do? Or... You're waiting for it to be perfect and the perfect graphics and the perfect everything. And I'm an absolute example of what it looks like to just build the plane on the way down and not waiting for it to be perfect and allowing things to kind of build with what you have. A lot of times when you suffer from older sibling syndrome, you have to be the model and the example and then this and that, that's if you're older sibling club, woo -woo. or as they say, gang, gang. And just let go of all your perfectionism. Really, what would a day look like with you not having anything done perfectly? And see what comes out. Just like writing up a rough draft of something. You're not trying to make it perfectly edited right on the spot. You just want to get the words out of your mouth. You want to create a new reality. And how are you going to do that if you don't let it out? And so today's invitation is about asking yourself what in your life would be just amazing to have, to taste, to try, and digging into yourself and really asking yourself the questions 
of why don't you let yourself have the things that you really want? And it's not about money. It's not about time. But really asking yourself, why, why do I get in my own way of getting what I want? What stops me from saying I get to have that too? And for those of you who are having a hard time with like, oh, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to look a certain way. I'm a humble person. I don't need, that's all bullshit. A lot of you listening are ones to give. I know it for a fact, but you're not ones to receive or it feels painful to receive or you feel some sort of guilt for receiving because that means that you were expecting something. But I'll rem I remind you right now that if you're receiving is because it's what you've been giving in the universe. Whatever you give, you get sometimes even more. And I'm a testament to that, to living a life that I never thought would be possible. All because I just put it out on the line. I never thought I would be traveling the world. I never thought I could live in different countries, cities, places, drive amazing cars. I, I never thought I could do that because I was the girl who made $2,000 a month and was lucky if I got an extra $100 on my check. And then I would spend that money on food because I didn't have enough money to go on vacation. So my vacation was eating McDonald's or Taco Bell late night or having frozen yogurt because that's what you had when you're poor. You just get a little treat of something. And I, I told myself, I'm not going to live my life this way. I want to experience what everyone else is experiencing. And maybe you are coming across this podcast because you too are ready to take on to the next level. You're ready to upgrade. And now in September 5th, almost all the planets, I think it's like seven planets are going to be in retrograde. We're going to be facing off with a blue moon, which means that if there's two full moons in one month, it requires a lot more from you. And that's very, it doesn't happen very often. And so that's why they call it once in a blue moon. And so that's going to be at, at the end of the month. But what are you releasing? What thoughts, what emotional imprint is stopping you from getting what you really want in life? That's going to be the question I'm leaving with you today. What is the conversation that you say to yourself before you allow yourself to dream big and have what you want? And really ask yourself, is that true? Question it. Cross-examine that motherfucker and ask yourself, is this what you would do? And turn around and if your child, if you have a kid or somebody who looks up to you and they ask you the same question, what would you say if they were stuck on the same boat that they didn't feel deserving of something or that they couldn't get out of that place because they felt that they were not risk averse, they were conservative? That's another excuse, by the way. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative. No, you're fucking not, Karen. Like, you just don't want to take a risk. So ask yourself these questions and allow yourself to dig deep. Let me know what you think and send me a message on Instagram. And I, I read my messages. So just so you know. And let me know. Dive deep. What is it that is the conversation that's holding you back and... Then you can sit with me on a deep dive session and we could really go into the spirituality of what your life looks like 
from a bird's eye view, and then we're going to do a microscopic deep dive into what's going to be required of you in order to get what you need in this life. Again, I thank you so much. All in all, like I said, here to support you guys as your psychic on the block. See you later. I know, dude, the episode ended. But hey, I'll be back. But don't forget to like and subscribe and give me a five-star rating. See you on the next one.